You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? It is your host, Matt Labrie, bringing you episode 20 of the Decoding Success Podcast. Wow, to even think that we are 20 episodes in already is crazy. And today, I bring you yet another episode with a wildly successful individual that is giving all of us the pleasure of decoding his success. Today, we are joined by none other than Jason Pfeiffer. Jason is the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine and the host of top-ranked podcast Problem Solvers and Pessimists Archive. He has been an editor at Men's Health Fast Company, Maxim, and Boston Magazine, and he has written about business and technology for the Washington Post, Slate, New York, and others. He is the author of the novel Mr. Nice Guy, which he co-wrote with his wife, and today he has blessed us all by joining the Decoding Success podcast to add value to all of us that are tuned in. Before we hop into our interview with Jason, I want to shout out our partner, Best Self Co. Best Self Co.'s mission very much so aligns with mine. They have set out to connect and inspire humanity to think bigger and achieve more, all while enjoying the current present moment. They have created everyday tools for people to lead a life they can be proud of. Some of the tools I use from Best Self are their guided journal and planner, which have literally proved to be a monumental part of my life. In fact, they have been tools I have used daily for over the course of the last three months. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to share with everyone tuned in right now a gracious discount on any product of your choice. All you have to do is head over to bestself.co and use decoding success at checkout. Now let's jump into the interview and decode Jason's success. Jason, thank you for being here, man. I truly do appreciate you taking the time out of your day, knowing how busy you are. So thank you for that. Oh yeah. I appreciate you reaching out. Of course, man. Of course. So let's hop right into it. The way I start this show off is to ask everyone I'm interviewing how they define success. So I'm curious, how do you define it? Oh, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I define personally or just for anybody? Personally. Yeah, no, totally personally. Oh, personally. So, I, I mean, I define success personally uh, as if I, f- as, mo- as momentum. Um, I feel like if I am moving towards something, if I'm growing, if I am always adding, then I am succeeding. I think there have been times in my life where I felt more stagnant and I didn't really know what the next step was or what I was working towards. And those were the times where I felt like I was not succeeding. Sure. No, I totally get it now. I'm going to tie that into something that I wanted to ask you anyway. You've put out articles or blogs or whatever you want to refer to them as. uh, One of them being one that I personally resonated with, embracing setbacks and using them to your advantage. So in regards to that stagnant feeling and, you know, potentially stepping back in life, how, how do you actually take advantage of them? Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, that column, (laughs) what do you call it? Article, column, whatever. I don't call it a blog. Can I, can I just, this is such a, such a tangent, but um, uh, it's a a weird thing that people start calling individual pieces of content as blogs, whereas a blog is an actual publication. Like a blog is a whole thing. It's like a, it's like the difference between an orange tree and an orange. Anyway, so um, just a fun fact. So uh, that piece was that, so that idea of embracing your, your, failures and, and using them towards success had come out of a question that somebody had asked me actually on a live streaming show where she had talked about all these failures that she had had and she wasn't really sure how to move forward with them. And the thing that I, I just realized in talking to her 
is that I think that a lot of us wear our failures on our sleeves. We, we're afraid that people see our failures, uh, just like, you know, it's like you walk up to somebody and you see their face and their clothing and their failures. And like, that's just not how it works, right? Like you don't reveal, you, you, ha- you are in control of what you reveal to other people. And so I've always found that the most valuable way to process your failures is to, is to understand what went wrong, take it as lessons, take it as data, and then uh, build it into your story. I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying that you failed. In fact, I would say that people trust you more if you've acknowledged failure and you've learned from it. So you can always take those failings and retell them to people in a way that's valuable to you and to your story and in a way that makes people appreciate you. So don't be afraid of those failures. Instead, just understand how to use them. I totally agree. And I couldn't agree more. I feel like we're all, well, not all of us, but you know, we can be guilty of falling into that imposter syndrome. And that's another thing that you've written about. So I'm curious, how do you break free of imposter syndrome? Oh, you just do it often enough. I mean, to me, breaking free of imposter syndrome is not dissimilar to that great scene in Indiana Jones where uh, Harrison Ford walks across the invisible platform over the chasm, you know, Uh, where it's like you, you take, you you know, it's like you take one step out and you feel that the platform is there and then you keep walking and you have the faith that it is underneath you, even though you cannot see it. And that to me is, the is what it feels like to get through imposter syndrome. It will never go away. You will never be in a room uh, uh, and be like, I own this room, right? I mean, like, I don't know, like even yesterday, I was, um, yesterday I spent the day judging ASMEs. It's it's like the, uh, it's like the Oscars of magazines, American Society magazine editors. And, you know, so I'm sitting there in this room with all these very, very accomplished people, editors and chiefs of other magazines. And, uh, and so, you know, I mean, I, I like by title, I belong there, but of course, what do I feel like? Well, I feel like I'm, I'm like a guy who at times was like a, you know, community newspaper reporter and I was a junior editor. Right. And it's like, I am the sum of my experiences and I'm sitting there, but all I see around me are people who are very accomplished. And so you just have to remember when I say things, they're going to listen to me, right? Like you just do it often enough where it's like, even though you, you may feel impostery, you've built this habit of, do, of in which you're doing this often enough where you're, you're, you're acting in the way that you believe you, you should, your, your, you know, your, your status and position and whatever uh, afford you and people respond in kind. And um, once you do that often enough, you could just, you just keep doing it. You just keep walking across that platform, even though you don't see the platform. Yeah, no, I totally get it. It comes down to consistent confidence in yourself, right? I, I totally get that. Now, you have an absolute amazing resume and it speaks for itself, right? Even before becoming editor-in-chief at Entrepreneur. So I'm sure at some point on the journey, you've been told, quote unquote, no. What's, sure. your, what's your advice to entrepreneurs that hear no? Uh, to, you do two things at the same time. Understand where the no came from and see if there's any validity to it. And then understand um, how to get to yes and whether how to get to yes means that you can turn that no into a yes, or if you got to go somewhere else, uh, you know, I mean, like I, uh, I, right. I, I, I think back to, you know, you mentioned my, my career. I mean, I think back to like some of my early, early days where I, I remember trying to get a job at this local newspaper called the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. And 
I mean, they rejected me like three times, but it was, the, it was the biggest thing going on in central Massachusetts, which was where I lived at the time. So that's where I wanted to work. And, um, and so, you know, I, I mean, what did I, what did I decide? I mean, what I decided was like, I think that I can do it, but also there are some things that I'm lacking that I can't convince somebody that I have. And, um, and so why don't I just go out and I'll get a little more experience and then I'll come back. And that's what I did. I, like I went out and I worked at a, another little paper and I learned things that frankly, I didn't know. Like I saw and appreciated how the person who told me no was seeing me and was seeing the things that I lacked. And it wasn't that I couldn't get there. It was just that I wasn't there. So then I I went out and I, I did the hard work and I came back like a year later and then they did hire me. And then I basically repeated that trick a number of times. Uh, Boston Magazine, which is my first magazine gig, I, I was turned down for. And then I spent a year freelancing for them and uh, uh, kind of building trust of everyone in the organization. And then when there was a job opening a year later, I, I quit that newspaper job in central Massachusetts and I moved to Boston. I told them that I was ready for them to hire me. And at that point, I had proven myself and so they did hire me, right? I mean, like you can't, if somebody tells you no, I mean, it's fine to like stomp your feet and say, well, I deserve this. And maybe you do, maybe you do, but there's also a possibility that you need to build and you need to 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 grow and you need to identify the things that can make you better and stronger so that you will be the obvious yes. Yeah, no, I totally get that. That's awesome. Now you've just brought us through bits and pieces of your career, specifically the beginning, and it shows that you've never settled, right? You've never got complacent in life. So what is it that kept you going? Is it, you know, what, what helped you build that momentum? Uh, I felt like I had a lot of potential. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know. Like I, I knew that I, that I could do things and I really wanted to do them. And I, and I didn't even know what they were. I still don't know exactly what they are. Right. I mean, like I know that I just knew from the very start that I wanted to work at a, at a high level and I wanted to, that I, I had some skills and they were raw and I wanted to figure out how to, how to hone them. Right. Like at the time they were like, right. It was just like, I, I know how to write. I know how to write. What can I do with that? I, I think I'm good at this. What can I do? And, um, and so every time that I would apply those skills to something and I would become a little better at it, I would say, okay, well now what can I do? What can I do that's bigger and better? It almost feels like a, I mean, you know, this is, it sounds so, this, this metaphor that just pops in my head sounds so stupid, but, um, but it almost feels like, you know, when you get into like a really good car and you're just like, I got to see what this thing can do, right? I just want to like <laughs> get on an open road and like see what it does. And, uh, and I just kind of felt that way. I honestly, like I just, I felt great satisfaction in taking on challenges and, 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 and figuring things out and, and doing work that I found satisfying and creating a creating opportunities for me to really control my my future and um and to 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 do what I wanted to do on my own terms and and honestly I feel like every step of my career has been at once figuring out what that even means like what does it mean that on my own terms what are my own terms and then uh, and then and then and then getting there <laughs> yeah, so it's like no. I, you know i feel like i feel like i build the road as i drive the road no for sure man that totally resonates with me i get it i feel like i'm in a very similar position with my life and that hearing that from you and where you are in life it feels good and you know it, it, it gives me confidence in myself. So I truly appreciate you sharing that. Now, I want to be respectful of your time, but I'm trying to squeeze a couple more questions out of you. All right, let's being, were you ever given a piece of advice that you didn't want to hear, but it proved to be true over time? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I'm sure yes, 
but I can't remember what it was. I mean, I guess. <laughs> um, so this is here, <laughs> this is so not it, but um, but actually, I think that kind of fits it. Uh, so I I have this one of my like earliest memories of my grandma is. Um, is her asking me, I was really into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I was a little kid. And, um, and she asked me if, um, why I was into the turtles and I gave her whatever reason there was. And then she is, then she told me that I wouldn't be into them for my entire life. Not in like a cruel way, but she was like, do you think that you're going to love them your entire life? And I was like, yes. And she's like, you know, that may not be true. And, um, and at the time, I was like, that's not possible, right? But, um, but I have actually encountered over and over again experiences in which something feels very, uh, a very permanent part of my life, and then it turns out not to be, right? I mean, uh, and that, that's, that's even true now. Like, when I got into journalism, I was like, I am a journalist. I will always be a journalist. That is the only thing that I want to do. I want to go out and I run a report. And then, frankly, that's, like, not true anymore. It's part of what I do, but I also do all these other things. Like, you know, I, I talk. I sort of do this thought leader thing. I, I consult. I, I, like, I do all these things that I would have never imagined doing. And once you start to realize that you you turn over like that, it actually is it's very freeing. It gives, you, it gives you the freedom to go and discover new things. Yeah, no, I totally get it. So now let me ask you, do you still love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> I mean, like, I, I guess I have like a nostalgic love for them, but I, I, for sure. I, I'm not, I, I wouldn't say I'm tapped into the turtles at this point. <laughs> I mean, they are totally badass. So I wouldn't blame you if you were, but let yeah. me wrap this up with one last question. If you could give everyone listening a piece of advice to achieve success in under one minute, what would that be? It would be to focus uh, on skill sets. It would be to constantly be aware of what it is that you are good at and what it is that you could be good at if you focused on it and to not worry about ROI or like, you know, what am I going to get by spending the time learning this thing? If you see some kind of uh, excitement in yourself to learn a new thing, if you see that some, 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 some value to your life in going and learning a new thing, then go learn it. Continue to put yourself into situations in which you are learning. Do not stay somewhere where you are not learning. Always, always, always be moving towards the learning and looking around. I call it working your next job. You should, whatever you're doing, you should always be identifying opportunities that nobody is asking you to do, but that if you do them, you will become imminently more qualified for something bigger and better later. You got to start now. I love it. That ties in directly to your definition of success. So Jason, I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Where can people find you on social media to stay in touch with you? Yeah, so the best thing to do is visit my website, which is jasonfeifer.com, J-A-S-O-N-F-E-I-F-E-R.com, where you can find links to my newsletter. I have this monthly newsletter of entrepreneurial insights, um, links to social media stuff. I'm at Hey Pfeiffer on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, and also I have these two podcasts, uh, Problem Solvers, uh, which is a, a show about entrepreneurs solving problems in their business, and then Pessimist Archive, which is uh, a history of why people resist innovation. And you can find links to both of those things on my website, jasonfeifer.com. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I truly do appreciate it. Hey, thank you. And there it is. Jason brought the fire on episode 20 of the Decoding Success podcast. There is literally so much value here within this episode. I'm going to name to you the four things that stood out to me the most. Number one, being the fact that he talked about being vulnerable and open about the failures we face in life. You want to know what? This is something that I truly do practice on a day-to-day -day basis because it helps people resonate with me and it will help people resonate with you as well. And on top of that, there's lessons within those failures that not only we can learn from, 
but other people. So it's super powerful. Now, number two, breaking free of imposter syndrome and developing confidence in ourselves and who we are as individuals. Number three, advice for those of us that hear no. As I said in the past, I am only getting used to hearing no now and accepting that it's part of the journey. So Jason's advice was really dope and great to hear. And number four, building momentum in our life for continuous growth. This is actually how Jason defines success. So I really respect him for sharing all of this with us. Make sure you connect with Jason on social and check out his book and his podcast. And hey, listen, if you're looking for more value, I have just what you need. I partnered up with Audible to deliver all of the Decoding Success community a free book of your choice. All you have to do is head over to audibletrial.com forward slash decoding success. There are zero strings attached and a complete value add to help you optimize your commutes, time in the gym, walks in the park, chilling on the beach or whatever. Make sure you take advantage of that offer. And in the meantime, it would mean the world to me if you could help us reach our goal of 150 ratings and reviews of the show in the month of February. We are literally so close and you could help us crush that goal. Share this with your friend while you're at it. Until next time, have a blessed day. Peace.